You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 131, Mindful Eating, Feng Shui and Food with Kelly Davlos. Welcome to episode 131 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. I'm Angie Cho, and my partner here is Laura Morris, and we are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, we have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie, we have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers Feng Shui courses and certifications. You can check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So today we have a special guest, one of our graduates, Kelly Davlos, and Laura's going to take it away. So today I am here with one of our grads, Kelly Davlos. Um, hi, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. So we, we often have grads on the podcast, Angie and I. Um, we like to talk about a, what they're working on now and what they're doing since they've graduated. And then we also like to um, kind of go back to talk a bit about their project, because in the program, when you do the certification program, um, there's a small project you have to do at the end. It's not this big thing. It's, you know, everyone thinks it's scary, but it's quite, quite straightforward. But you do a presentation on something you're interested in. And so Kelly's was on uh, food and feng shui, which was really interesting. So we have her here today to talk about it and to walk us through, you know, parts of the presentation and what she what she discovered. And then also we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to share some tips, and then we're going to talk about what she's working on right now. So before we get started, um, I will read a little bit about Kelly. So Kelly Davlos is a feng shui practitioner and one of the graduates of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. She is the founder of Vitality Feng Shui and focuses on holistic and integrative wellness when reviewing feng shui design. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm glad you're here. And I, and, I'm, and I really did like your um, presentation and your topic. And so when Angie and I were talking about things to, um, you know, to do on the podcast, your, your, um, your project came to mind and we thought we would share a little bit about that today. So, so your project was called Feng Shui and Food, and it tied into a lot about eating mindfully and really paying attention to what you put in your body. Um, what would you, why, and I'm trying to, we always want to try and connect it back to feng shui for our listeners. And of course, you know, many of these practices like traditional Chinese medicine um, and feng shui, they're incredibly closely connected because they share um, obviously fundamental principles, but talk a little bit about what for you, why that you made that connection, why you wanted to do this project in the first place? Well, um, I kind of thought about it for a while, but I kept coming back to this because, you know, I had to think about my journey to feng shui and how I got here. So um, it's kind of a long journey and it all started because I was just, um, you know, trying to heal from a an illness and um, 
I've got an autoimmune disorder that um, is called lupus. And, and after Western medicine and Western modalities of treatment, my body was just drained. I had gone through chemo and um, my body was depleted completely. And when I would get a cold, I would be sick for a month. And so I happened to stumble across a Chinese doctor who introduced me to feng shui, actually. And um, she treated me holistically through um, Chinese medicine, through different energy modalities. So Chinese medicine, uh, reflexology primarily, which is similar to acupuncture, and um, food therapy which was new to me, you know, um, it was a different way for me to think about food, which I never did before. You know, I think that just everyone kind of has a different, um, emotion really tied to food. So we would, I mean, I think generally a lot of people eat emotionally rather than intentionally, and there's a big difference. So, um, you know, eating intentionally means basically understanding what you put in your body and how it will benefit your health, understanding what you do. That doesn't mean you have to like starve yourself from delicious foods by any means. It's all about balance, right? Mm -hmm. So through all these modalities, um, long story short, I was able to heal and, um, and I was able to get pregnant even when the specialist told me that I couldn't after seeing many doctors and it took over a year of food therapy and all these different modalities to get to a point where I felt well again. And um, my intentions were just to really bring my body back to a balanced state. And um, food became a major part of my everyday existence. Okay. So it was, why should I be eating this? You know, what foods do I eat during the day? Which foods do I eat during the nights? And when do I stop eating? So mm -hmm. a lot of these different um, theories all tie back to feng shui and Chinese medicine. And they all use like the yin yang theory and mm -hmm. also the five elements and mm -hmm. movement of energy. So when I was working with my Chinese doctor, she was very clear that I had to really follow certain protocols and one day she asked me to come to my house. So of course I agreed. I really didn't know what her, her goal was. And she came over and looked at my house and, and shared with me some feng shui tips and things that I could do to change um, certain things in my house to help me feel more at ease and um, more healed through moving energy around my house to, to really benefit, um, my being. Mm -hmm. So we did that. We even moved a door. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was no way to move a bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really, uh, you really committed there. That's, uh, that's yeah. She made you move the door. Well, you know, yeah. that's, that's one way to do it, but it did work at the end of the day. Right. And you, right. um, you obviously, obviously this whole experience impacted you because it brought you to the point now where you're, um, a consultant and you've, um, you know, finished certification and you're practicing it. So it's, it's a really, it's a really great story to see how, um, you know, your own personal need 
you came in it through a different modality, but because there are so closely tied a lot of these um, practices that you ended up um, moving into feng shui as, as a career, which is really, really cool. And you mentioned, you touched on one thing, which was the, um, you know, again, we're talking about modalities that are fundamentally linked. And one of the concepts is chi, which we've talked, we talk a lot about in this podcast, which is energy, life force, this cosmic breath. And um, I mean, it's in the food that we eat, right? I mean, when right. you, right. I mean, when you, you touched on it with the yin yang and we'll go into, um, we're going to go in and actually talk about the five elements and connected with food as well, because it was something that I guess, you know, when you were doing this, it was something you became quite conscious of. Um, and it's really, it's really interesting to see how all of these practices can really connect together. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll read a, so you, in your presentation, I love this. So you have a quote from our teacher, Stephen Post, um, and he is quoted as saying, the Chinese character for qi depicts steam rising over rice, which provides nourishment. Qi is considered the life breath that nourishes and vitalizes nature, being and knowing. And so that visual of the actual word of qi is so connected to, nourish, to nourishment, to food, right? Which is incredibly That's cool. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you can picture a bowl of steaming hot rice with the, the steam coming off of it. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, rice is something that has nourished the Asian culture and society for, you know, for centuries, for so long. And um, in the Vietnamese language, actually, when we say eat, we generally say ungum, which means eat rice. And mm. even if you're not eating rice, it's like come to dinner, basically eat rice. Mm -hmm. So um, there is an importance in just the nourishment of rice, but um, it's interesting how, you know, it is depicted as food as well. You know, um, she is the essence of what's inside of our body and what we put inside of our body. You know, um, it's important to have fresh foods for your body to exist and to do well and function every day, mentally and physically. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it makes sense when you think, I mean, we, food is, yes, it sustains us, um, but it's, I mean, it's converted, it's converted into literally converted into energies. That's what calorie right. is. So, you know, when you, you know, it's amazing that this ancient, you know, um, image, the imagery of, of chi is so linked to food because it is exactly that. I mean, that steam is in a way, you know, seen as this, um, this, the way that we can convert this food into our own energy and our own chi and to power us. That's right. So I really like the way you made these lovely slides, by the way, everyone, when she did, she made these lovely slides of each of the five elements. And we talk a lot about the five elements in the podcast. So I thought what we're going to do is we're going to walk through it and Kelly's going to just, you know, talk, and I'm sure there's lots of, you know, Chinese medicine, uh, traditional Chinese medicine people listening and you're experts. So we're just, but for those who are brand new to this, we thought we'd just give you a little taste, pardon the pun, mm -hmm. for each of the five elements and what, what you can think of when you're um, connecting it back to food and choosing the foods, you know, picking the foods and et cetera, seasons and stuff. So um, 
So let's start with the wood element. So Kelly, when we talk about the five elements and food and we talk about the wood element, what would what comes to mind or what are things that you can think about when you're choosing your food or um, the way, you know, the timing of the food? What are the things for wood? So a good way to really gauge this is, you know, uh, you could always go to the farmer's market. Farmers will sell what is in season and what's growing and vital during that time of year. Um, and wood is an element that's connected to the spring season, but also mm -hmm. to the taste of being sour and also the organ liver, the color green, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, there's certain foods in, in spring when you think about like, you know, the flowers blooming, but also things start turning green, right? Mm -hmm. You can get your spinach during that time and lots of green foods that will, it will help detox your body. Um, and interestingly, I think like sour foods also start to um, remove or release stagnant liver chi as well. Um, so uh, when we're choosing these foods, you want to think about, you know, how can this start to move energy in my body and start detoxing, getting mm -hmm. your body through the cycle, through the seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing we'll say is that if you are interested in this beyond and looking at it for um, health issues, we would absolutely recommend that you um, work with a qualified uh, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner or a medical practitioner of your choice because- right. We're just scratching the surface. Exactly. And, and we're, and it's also, you know, you can eat these foods just as you said, like, you know, just to, again, if you really bring it back to the chi and the energy um, and you're feeling, and actually we can talk a little bit about the qualities of each of them too. So for wood, for instance, the, the, the quality of the energy of wood is vital growth, lifting, you know, as you said, grass growing, think about that in springtime. So if you, you know, if you want to pick me up or you're feeling a little lethargic and down, you know, the color green, the wood element is what you could bring in. And it absolutely connects to what you talked about in the foods. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we come to the next one, if we went to fire, the fire element, you know, same idea when we talk about it in the, in a feng shui standpoint, we're saying, look, if you want to bring more fire chi into your um, into your life, into your space, because you want to feel more inspired. You want to feel, you want to be seen. You want to um, feel uh, warm, generous, kind, like all these great um, fire qualities, you know, in feng shui, it, it does in a way translate a little bit into like, you could even think about when you're eating, right? So mm -hmm. for, for fire, what, what would we need to think about with fire in terms of foods? Well, fire brings us into the summer season, mm -hmm. which, you know, here in California, the weather starts to warm up, but, and not so much in San Francisco or where I'm, where I am, where we're under a blanket of fog, but you know, when, I head out to the farmer's market up north. I'm picking up like, fresh tomatoes and strawberries and watermelon. So you can think of the color red because that's what's connected to the summer season and the fire element. But it's also connected to the heart organ as well. So you think of, you know, being outside and being active and, you know, heat and how can you nourish and support your body during this time? Um, you want to stay hydrated. So you know, think about eating watermelon during the season where it's a hydrating food. Um, mm -hmm. You don't 
necessarily have to be drinking eight glasses of water to get your, your hydration. You can think about the foods that can nourish you and provide you with that same, the water to cool that fire element down. Mm-hmm. Cause you want to kind of balance your outer environment with your inner chi as well. Yeah. And that, that is where working with a, um, both ways that you're working with a feng shui practitioner, or even just, you know, if you have an understanding of balancing of the elements, um, you know, again, if you are feeling really, really hot, um, makes complete sense that you may not, you know, you may want to use more watery or the water element, which is what, um, is the balance to fire. Um, and, um, you know, but I, you know, coming back to what's happening in the season is great, but sometimes, you know, at any point in your life, yes, seasonal is fantastic. At any point in the time, you might just feel like you need that fire chi, right? And so it's really nice to think about, you know, how does these eating red foods make you feel bitter foods? You know, again, thinking back to the heart, cause the heart is connected to the fire element um, from a, from an organ standpoint, but also, you know, from a feeling, you know, loved feeling, um, seen, which is really important in fire. It's literally like being seen and feeling seen, um, and, uh, warmth and generosity and caring. So. Right. And the emotion that's tied to this element also is the, uh, emotion of joy. Mm -hmm. So when you have an imbalance in this element, then you're going to experience some probably irritability or, um, even depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low, you know, low fire chi, um, you're feeling again, but you know, it's funny, the wood element also works for that too, because it's a pick me up, right. And wood, uh, the wood feeds fire. So again, because these are all cyclical too, everything is connected in, in, in this practice in these practices. So, you know, it's funny, we can't look at them in isolation too. It's like, oh, I will take this boom. And then this will happen. It's, it's so interconnected. Um, and it's, it's that it's so cyclical that, you know, when you take, you know, when you um, intentionally bring one thing in, you actually end up like completing the cycle or moving the cycle forward, which is the beauty of this practice, I think. Yeah, that's right. So earth, when I say earth, what would you think of in terms of foods or seasonality, or how do we think about it in terms of eating? Yeah. So earth is, you know, transitioning out of this fire summer season and it's called the in-between season really. Um, if you think about earthy colors, you can think of like, like yellows and orange root foods. So you have like sweet potatoes or in terms of fruit and sweetness, you can bring in like papaya. Um, interestingly, it also is connected to the sweet taste. Um, and we, when we say sweet taste, we're not talking about refined sugars and, you know, things that are added sugar. Um, you're trying to find things that will nourish your gut and, you know, think about sweet potatoes and think about, you know, things that can really sustain you and um, get your body ready for, for the autumn season, which is mm-hmm. the next season. So it's a transition season, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the, the emotion that's also related to this is worry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, interestingly enough, if you think about feeling worried, you get that up, upset s- 
stomach feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's all interconnected. You want to find the foods that will really like uh, nourish your gut, your gut health, and get you ready for a season that's getting colder and mm -hmm. you know more prone to sickness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for the earth element, um, when you bring it back into feng shui, but you did touch on it, the colors are yellow, obviously earth tones, earthy tones, earthy materials, and the energy associated with earth is very much like you mentioned, worry is, um, one of the emotions that when it's out of balance, you know, will show up. But if you're, you know, what we crave when we have earth, it's really about feeling grounded, literally mm -hmm. grounded, solid, mm -hmm. you know, um, nurtured. Uh, it also earth is about boundaries. So when you said in between, it is the in between because it's, it's about, it creates boundaries. It's, um, you know, when you think of it, it's like a square when you, is the, the, the shape is a square. And I just always love to think of it as just a little box because it contains, it really has an ability to, um, to create boundaries, to make you feel more secure and more and safer. Um, so earth, so it's, um, it's nice to see how, and I, I mean, it's intuitively also makes you think too, when you eat those kinds of foods that you described, you really do feel a sense of nurtured. Like you feel like, like really, you know, sated yeah. and, and comfortable. That's right. Yeah. It really fills you up. You know, it's, it's not the same as your spring foods, which are like your salads and things that make you feel more light and start mm -hmm. to detox your body. So this is a different, different, um, type of nourishment. Yeah. And it, because it reflects a different type of energy that's needed. So, mm -hmm. um, so metal, what, uh, well, here, I'll, I'll talk a bit, I'll start it off with the metal. So the colors, the traditional color of, of metal is white. Um, and you got metallics, obviously, if we're talking about in the home, you can take it that direction. And metal is all about, um, contracting, uh, pulling in, um, it's the direction is inward it is about completing things, finishing things. Um, and um, it's, we, we often in feng shui, when we talk about it, it's seen as an area where, um, but there is a lot of joy and reflection because it's come, things are coming to an, an end and, and they've kind of, you know, they're, they've come into, they've come to a completion. So that's the energy around it. And and I, I know you, that connects really closely to the foods and the energy around that as well. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the metal element is connected to that autumn season. So, mm -hmm. you know, earth brought us over to metal. And, um, so you're just tr transitioning to food that's really, really warm and really comforting and nourishing because you are trying to, you know, build up your immune system. Uh, conserve that energy for a more harsh winter where, you know, you're dealing with the flu season and whatnot. Um, so it's um, that time to just kind of strengthen your body and start moving and tonifying the chi. Um, the, the lungs are related to this element as well. Mm -hmm. the, and if you think about it, it's like you want to strengthen your lungs as you get into this season where you might end up with a cold, right? Mm -hmm. And cold, mm -hmm. you think about pneumonia and how, you know, fluids can get into your lungs. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like uh, I remember during this time of season, um, my mom would make a bowl of, uh, I guess in Chinese, you call it congee, 
it's a bowl of just rice uh, porridge, but you, you put some protein in there. You can like put in chicken is usually mm-hmm. what my mom would do. And um, it's just warm and filling and nourishing. It doesn't take tax out your, your, you know, like your intestines or your gut mm-hmm. because it's like mm-hmm. just easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's white, right? And it's, it's white. That That's color. right. The color. Connects, yeah. It connects back to the, the rice connects back to that, um, in the congee. Um, and then the, the last of the five elements that we'll go over is water and water is traditionally the color black or very, very, very dark colors, but black is really what it's, um, what it's connected to. Water is an interesting element because it has so, it, it can be, you know, obviously all of these are yin and yang, but you know, um, yang water is, you know, could be moving really, you know, you know, uh, like an ocean kind of rolling or a brook or, or a river, you know, rushing. But then often when we think of water and in this, in this practice, water is a little bit different because it's again, that dark water, deep depth. It has a lot to do with um, finding your purpose, really diving deeply into something wisdom it's connected to. Um, And it is a caution, cautious, cold, you know, sort of energy around it. And the movement for it is downward. So it's flowing down. Right. Um, and you know, you'll t- talk a little bit about the, it makes sense. Cause when you talk about the, the seasons that it connects to, it connects with that energy. Right. Yeah. So water is connected to the winter season. Mm-hmm. You think about like diving into a lake or a body of water. It's generally cold. You know, we were up in Lake Tahoe for, for July 4th and the water was cold, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and it's also connected to uh, the salty taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about food, um, I think of culturally, I think of my culture where you would eat a bowl of pho. Um, mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, it's a soup broth uh, noodle soup broth with uh, whatever protein you decide to use, but it's usually like a bone broth, which is super mm-hmm. nourishing as well. But, you know, the salty taste to it actually is um, able to regulate kidney function. So ki- like ki- salts and water mm-hmm. is related mm-hmm. to the kidneys. Um, but, you know, this also, this is also the time where you t- everything kind of slows down and you really do want to like take care of your body so that it, it can fight off any illnesses that come about during this time of year. Yeah, you don't want to tax the body too much in this. It's a pretty quiet time. Um it's very, you know, it's very yin. It's cold and dark. So it's the opposite of when we were talking about summer, you know, which is that bright, hot, you know, heat you know, so it's quite, it's quite different. So, um, you know, you don't want to, uh, again, you want to keep everything in balance and, you know, we've given you these, um, these different, um, elements to think about in a food related matter, but of course, just because, you know, you can go and choose natural foods or foods that appeal to you that, that, uh, that sort of speak to these elements. But again, if you need, if there's something you've been working, you know, you're trying to work through uh, on, a, on, you know, from health and wellness, you know, we definitely recommend that you speak to a healthcare practitioner that works for you. Um, so let's finish with 
let's give the let's let's walk away with one tip. So I really liked how you you wrap you wrapped up your presentation by talking when you talked about food and mindfulness, and you talked about one specific thing that we talk a lot about in this in this podcast. But tell me a little bit about when you cook with intentions and connecting that to a very specific feng shui um, adjustment or um, you know basic. Yeah, um, one of the major principles we talk about is the command position in feng shui and, you know, making sure that um, you're comfortable and feel at ease when you're sleeping, uh, mm-hmm. when you're in a yin, yin state, but when you're cooking and um, thinking about what you're putting into your body um, and you're standing at the stove and preparing this food, it's good to really have intentions and understand while you're chopping up the food, how it affects you and how it will nourish you. So you can go on with every aspect of your day. Um, if you're eating too much sugar, you're going to have a crash and mentally you won't be able to focus. Um, but you know, um, I know that when I'm standing at the stove, you know, I, I am making sure that I, you know, I'm comfortable. I usually put on a little bit of music, which is a part of like movement of chi, um, and kind of enjoy the process because mm-hmm. it, it eating mindfully and eating healthy, I can tell you takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fast food mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's all connected. The practice Mm -hmm. of feng shui is about, um, just about mindfulness, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, thinking about food also requires mindfulness if you want to maintain a healthy body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, anything that, um, things that are worth it are usually difficult. Sometimes, sometimes things aren't easy, you know, not easy Um, at all. (laughs) <laughs> but there's something about slowing down. And I liked what you said. So, so about you're in command and I'm going to talk, I'm going to walk everyone through what that means um, in terms of if you aren't in command, what you can do. But I love the idea of, of bringing in that, the music again, you know, when I cook, I'm, I'm similar. Like I just love to have on music. I, I do love to cook, especially after, you know, working and giving a lot of yourself out, you know, because we do podcasts, I have students, you know, you're expending a lot of yourself. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're holding space for people all the time. Um, you know, when you're, when you do, when you do a lot of these practices, when you're a feng shui practitioner, a teacher, um, or a podcast, (laughs) podcaster. Um, so, you know, I find cooking to be what, what fills my cup. Um, and being able to, uh, to just come back in and focus on that. And like you said, bring music in because I'm, I'm already so happy that I, the food for me is sustaining me just by, you know, being able to sort of, um, turn off and focus on cooking is really powerful for me. Um, and then I, I think, you know, it's the energy that you put into your food, right? So for, for me, it's just this gratitude that I can do this, that I get to do this. And, and it, you know, I firmly believe that that's, you know, um, as I cook, it's put in the food. So, um, so but being in command, um, so for listeners out there that um, aren't sure, and I'm sure we've talked about this many times, 
So when you're in command, when you're cooking at the stove, you basically want to be able to see what's coming at you. So if your back is to a door or an entryway into the kitchen and you sort of, you know, just feel like you generally feel, oh, you know, if someone walked up to me, I, I wouldn't know until they were right, right behind me. You know, um, I have no vision. I have no ability to sort of see what's coming. And <clears throat> so that in itself, you can see you, after what we've talked about today, you can see how that really connects back to how ease, how you feel at ease. And again, these are on unconscious or subconscious levels, you know, when you're, you're, you don't even know it as you cook and you, you have no idea what's going on behind you. So to put your stove into command, you don't need to move your stove. Um, you can simply use a mirror, a well-placed mirror. So, and it can be a round convex mirror, you know, almost like a rear view mirror, and you can place it somewhere on, you know, the stove or on the, I don't know, underneath the, the hood, the vent or somewhere on the wall, or you could even stand a little mirror next to the stove if that's what you have and arrange it and position it in a way so that you have a fairly good visual of what is happening behind you. And this may seem like, you know, a small little thing, but you, you would be surprised a lot of these, um, adjustments that we give are, are simple, but again, on a really deep level, you know, just being able to glance up on, on that and knowing that you have that ability to see what's happening behind you really does put you at ease. And then when you're cooking, it uh, translates or, you know, is um, put into the food. So we thought we'd leave you with that, um, that last tip. Uh, and I think it all connects well. And we went through all the five moments, which was really great. Thank you, Kelly, for doing that. Thank um, you. And um, you, you could tell that, you know, through your own experience, you learned a lot and then it was nice for you to tie it back in your presentation to feng shui. So that was great. Thank And thank you for sharing it with us. Um, Welcome. before we close, like, why don't you walk us through a little bit about what you're working on since you've graduated, what you've been doing, talk a bit about your business, how people can find you. Yeah. Um, I'm primarily right now working with families and uh, supporting their overall home. Um, thinking about really the foundation. My priority is always thinking about the foundation. Uh, the center of it all is the health of the family mm -hmm. because I'm constantly reminded by my Chinese doctor that it's the foundation of everything. If you don't have your health, it's not by coincidence that even in the Bagua, the center of everything is, you know, the earth element, but also your health. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't have that, you don't have the strength to do work or care for your kids or even have kids. So, you know, um, and then balancing everything else around that, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it really is about, um, you know, when, you, when you're cooking a meal, to look at your food and see like the colors, the different colors. Like I, I would not suggest eating bland foods. There's no just mm -hmm. meat and potatoes, put in some red in there, some green in there, some yellow, some purple, you know, it's, it's all these plants are providing you with clues, clues on what kind of uh, minerals and vitamins you're getting, the phytochemicals that they provide to fight off certain diseases and cancer. Um, but yeah, I would, I would advise somebody that um, is new to all this to seek out a traditional Chinese medicine doctor mm -hmm. that can guide you through, you know, what to nourish your body with, with the um, deficiencies that you have mm -hmm. inside your body. Mm -hmm. 
And um, your website is? And my wife's website is vitalityfengshui.com. And that's V-I-T-A-L-I-G-C-H-I feng shui, vitalityfengshui.com. And same on Instagram. Vitalityfengshui.com. Great. I'm sorry, vitalityfengshui. Yeah, we'll have it all and and um, we'll have this all in the show notes too. Um, And uh, I think it's really great that you have taken your own experience um, and now you can um, connect it with your clients and show them not only, um, you know, how it worked for you, but also connecting and showing them the feng shui part of it and helping them set their own home up. So congratulations. And um, it was great talking to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing your project with us. Um, And thanks everyone for joining us and uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast and a very special thank you to Kelly. Thanks for joining us this week. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. That's at holisticspaces.com. And you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. And also be sure to check out our free webinar that's upcoming. And you can make sure that you get info on that by joining our mailing list. If you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll down to the bottom and you can join our mailing list there. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.